Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. excerpts from public domain works and occasionally original stories. New episodes come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please follow us on social media, write us a review, and also share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. That way you can play a single episode and fall asleep without another one automatically playing. This episode is supported by A Smooth Rock. Tonight, we'll continue reading Peter Pan, the 1911 novel by J.M. Barrie. When we left off the Darling children, Wendy, Michael, and John, as well as Mrs. Darling herself, were fast asleep in the nursery, while Peter Pan, the free-spirited boy from Neverland, sneaks into the room. We pick up at the start of Chapter 2, The Shadow. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter Two, The Shadow. Mrs. Darling screamed and, as if in answer to a bell, the door opened and Nana entered, returned from her evening out. She growled, and sprang at the boy, who leapt lightly through the window. Again, Mrs. Darling screamed, 
this time in distress for him, for she thought he was killed. And she ran down into the street to look for his little body, but it was not there. And she looked up, and in the black night she could see nothing but was that that she thought was a shooting star. She returned to the nursery and found Nana with something in her mouth, which proved to be the boy's shadow. As he leapt at the window, Nana had closed it quickly, too late to catch him, but his shadow had not had time to get out. Slam went the window and snapped it off. You may be sure Mrs. Darling examined the shadow carefully, but it was quite the ordinary kind. Nana had no doubt of what was the best thing to do with this shadow. She hung it out the window, meaning, He is sure to come back for it. Let us put it where he can get it easily without disturbing the children. But unfortunately, Mrs. Darling could not leave it hanging out at the window. It looked so like the washing and lowered the whole tone of the house. She thought of showing it to Mr. Darling, but he was totting up winter greatcoats for John and Michael with a wet towel around his head to keep his brain clear, and it seemed a shame to trouble him. Besides, she knew exactly what he would say. It all comes of having a dog for a nurse. She decided to roll the shadow up and put it away carefully in a drawer until a fitting opportunity came for telling her husband, Ah, me. The opportunity came a week later on that never-to-be-forgotten Friday. Of course, it was a Friday. I ought to have been specially careful on a Friday, she used to say afterwards to her husband, while perhaps Nana was on the other side of her, holding her hand. No, no, Mr. Darling always said. I am responsible for it all. I, George Darling, did it. Mea culpa, mea culpa. He had had a classical education. They sat thus night after night, recalling that fatal Friday, till every detail of it was stamped on their brains and came through on the other side, like the faces on a bad coinage. Mrs. Darling said, If only I had not accepted that invitation to dine at 27. Mr. Darling said, If only I had not poured my medicine into Nana's bowl. If only I had pretended to like the medicine, was what Nana's wet eyes said. My liking for parties, George. My fatal gift of humor, dearest. My touchiness about trifles, dear master and mistress. Then one or more of them would break down altogether. Nana at the thought, It's true, it's true. They ought not to have had a dog for a nurse. Many a time it was Mr. Darling who put the handkerchief to Nana's...